Hey guys, Mandasia here. I know you don't care, but today's podcast, we're going to talk about a bunch of really obscure movies and movie recommendations. They're not necessarily great movies, but they are hella entertaining. I don't care, but like, I'm still going to listen. I am here with shenanigans. Hello. (laughs) And we just thought we'd like drink a glass of wine and have a good time. Maybe talk some movies. Yeah, who knows where where the wind's going to take us tonight. Yeah, we're just freeballing it. Balls are hanging loose. (laughs) Kind of our idea for this was talk about some obscure movies that we've seen that we think everyone else should watch. They might not necessarily be good, but they're just... An entertaining experience. And obscure, because I've been racking my brain for obscure movies, but like movies that, you know, your regular Joe Schmo isn't watching. And yeah. I think the first one we can both agree on is Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, oh, don't get me started. Actually, do get me started. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Just, it's... It's so good. It's so sad. It makes me so sad for the brother and the the wife. Honestly, when I watched it, I watched it like in increments high every night. And by the last, by the end, I was just sobbing at the end of it. For anyone who hasn't seen Lars and the Real Girl, one, Ryan Gosling was nominated for a Golden Globe for this because he's just so spectacular. And I feel like one of his best performances. So the plot is basically Ryan Gosling is the main character. He lives in his brother and sister-in-law's, like, garage or second house kind of. Yeah, And he falls in love with a sex doll, basically. And the whole community kind of just lets it happen. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to pretend this is normal. And that's, like, the basic plot of it. Yeah. Did I miss anything important? No, because that's... And, and it, obviously, it's a whole lot of mental health going on. And then his family just... But everyone's in on it. And it's so cute to see the whole town be like... Uh, I think her name's Bianca. Yeah. They call her. So everyone's like, how's Bianca? And they put her in this wheelchair. And they wheel her around. And as she goes to the doctor. She goes to church. Like It's just this whole thing. It's so sweet. I I cried at the end. I know, it's so sad. I cried over a relationship with a sex doll. And I'm not even ashamed of it because I feel like everyone would. Highly recommend. That was a really good one to start with. Yeah, it's just nice. It's not like nothing crazy happens. That's the thing. It's just I love movies like that that are about life. Yeah. Just happening. You haven't seen this one, but there's a movie called, or actually maybe you have. I didn't even ask. It's called Horse Girl. Oh no, I haven't seen it. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to talk about the one with the levels. Oh. (laughs) Which I haven't seen either. We'll talk about that after. Yep, do the horse girl first. Um, So horse girl, oh my God. I I just kind of thought of it because of mental health. Um, But basically it's about this girl who works at an arts and crafts store and meets this guy that she kind of likes. And she also used to horseback ride. She loves her horse. She goes and visits it. And they're like, girlfriend, you can't be here all the time. You got to go home. And so she gets to a point where she like starts having kind of hallucinations or like she shows up in places and she doesn't know how she got there. And her mom had died from 
maybe suicide or something, but she had mental health issues too. She thinks there's like aliens trying to abduct her. And that's like the premise of this. And I just can't even explain the movie that well. But the very last scene is like a 10 minute long fever dream. And the whole movie is worth it just for the last 10 minutes. It's not a great film, but you're going to watch it and be like, what the hell did I just watch? Would you, like, what would you say? Like, slow burn, thriller, like, um, or more just like Lars and the Real Girl? Like, kind of just, it's happening. It's a l- kind of like a similar Lars and the Real Girl, but more thriller-ish. Yeah. Just because it's, like, kind of creepy and you're kind of, you kind of feel bad for this girl, which is kind of like Lars and the Real Girl, and you're just like, oh. My heart, like, for this girl hurts so bad. Because there's, like, a lot of situations where you're just embarrassed for her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm physically cringing. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's one that I would recommend. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, I just like it's on Netflix. Yeah. Allison Brie. Debbie yes. Ryan. I, that's what I yes, want to point out. Yes, there's a Debbie lot of Ryan's people in it. it. Yeah. And there's um, the lady she works with is, fuck, what is her name? Oh, the guy from um, Criminal Minds, isn't it? Are you thinking of Molly Shannon? Yes, yeah, Molly okay, yeah, Shannon. Yeah, she's in it. Oh, Jake Picking, he he is one of those new Netflix boys. Um, he was in the show Hollywood with Darren Chris. That's on Netflix. I haven't seen that. I highly recommend that. That I watched it because I was reading Vogue during their like COVID issue, and they had a bunch of recommendations for books and shows and everything. And Hollywood had just come out, so I watched it. He's in it. Cool. Um, he plays someone famous, but that's a good show. It's about like the golden age of Hollywood. Cool. Okay, what was the other one? Oh, the I feel platform? like I've watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the platform. Because that's what it is. That one was really interesting. The ending is kind of a letdown. I wish they had given it more thought through. I feel like they took the easy route. But the overall concept was very interesting and definitely makes you cringe. Yeah. So like, I have oh. an issue where I just read movie plots for fun, specifically scary movies. Because I can't subject myself to being horrified with graphic images. Mandasia watched this movie. And literally I spent the whole night reading about it. Reading the meaning behind it. Reading the exact plot. What everyone thought the meaning is. Because the ending kind of ends. And it's kind of like, what like just happened? Or like, what's going to happen? Yeah. But yeah, but a very interesting concept. And plot for that one is these people get sent to the these different levels i think there's like 300 levels you've probably seen the trailer on netflix and i think people get sent there for different reasons it's almost like jail or maybe if you owe a lot of money or something i don't remember why the main guy was there but they spend so much time there like you would in prison and basically every day they send down this platform that goes through all the levels and it has a bunch of food on it that's the only food you get for the day so if you're at the bottom level 300 you don't get to eat and you could be on that level for a week three weeks two days you don't know so some of the people will start there's usually like two people on a level I think and if they're on one of the bottom levels they'll start eating their neighbor they show it all they show a lot of gore that's the premise obviously there's more to it to make it a little interesting give it a watch if you'd like we could talk about the wave (gasps) the wave the wave is really good it's in german it pretty much follows the idea of how easy it is to manipulate people and specifically under dictatorship so in comparison to hitler in world war ii 
and the school, it's in a high school, and the assignment for the week is everyone has to pick a government and spend the week in that government with their teacher, and so we follow the dictatorship class. And so the teacher, he has the students first, we all have to dress a certain way, we have to greet each other a certain way, and it largely just shows how easy it is for people to feel a part of something and then want to ostracize others who aren't a part of it. But we watched that movie in high school, and it was insane. And it's in German, so it's like, it's it's foreign film. I couldn't have said it better yeah. myself. It's really, honestly, very eye-opening because even like when Shannon says that right now, you're like, yeah, okay, that would never happen though. But the things they do are so subtle. And like it's things that we still see today people do. And people get manipulated. And it's just absolutely crazy how easy it is when someone feels like they're a part of something, how intense they can get with those things. And different people are affected differently by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in the movie, there's one kid who's very intense about it and then there's other kids who are like yeah maybe this is not the best thing to do Mm -hmm. so it's interesting for sure so good i think about that night because after that we watched life is beautiful which is an italian film which i'm sure has i i I don't know if it won any oscars but i i'm pretty sure it was up for something but that one also world war ii themed follows a father and his son in nazi occupied italy i believe and they get sent to a concentration camp. And that is honestly, I think the first half of the movie doesn't get into that yet. But the idea is just this father has to keep his son, he wants to keep him happy. And it's so, so many tears were shed that night. We watched oh The Wave God. and then we watched that one. But that's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah, the interesting with that too is that it's a comedy movie for most of it. Even when they're in the concentration camp. Because the dad basically kind of turns the concentration camp into a game for his son. So his son really doesn't know what's going on because his son is so young. Um, And like Shannon said, he just wants to make sure that kind of he's shielded from the evils of the world. And you should watch it. Arguably one of the greatest movies of all time. And you will cry your eyes out guaranteed life is beautiful (laughs) it is it's so beautiful (laughs) have you ever seen annihilation with natalie portman no so i don't even know where to start with that movie i watched that movie i had just watched patriot's day with mark Wahlberg. very very sad movie following the boston bombing and then we watched annihilation and that i believe just follows there's some sort of entity happening happening on earth and so they send a bunch of scientists to go check it out um i think the natalie portman is the main character her husband goes in first and so she's going in to go get him and they have this team of women it's a really good cast gina rodriguez is in it two other people are in it i saw a few years ago but just while they're in there it's like this weird the plants are becoming them there's a lot of like hallucinations going on and then the ending is so confusing it almost has the sort of um the us or whatever the jordan peele is where there's like a second person that kind of comes into play and just when it ended i felt so weird and i didn't know what to think 
but like the movie was good it was a good movie and i realized it's not this like huge film but it does have kind of a star-studded cast if you're looking for something weird i would say watch annihilation because i don't even know how to describe that one um and i will say there's some like action and gore a little bit but but that's it's very just i don't even know how to describe it did you watch midsummer oh yeah we love midsummer i yeah i feel like that's how i felt after that i was like what did i just watch that at least what i'll say is that is more realistic Okay. So it's a little more easy to wrap my head around. Okay. Whereas Annihilation has some fantasy or sci-fi, I guess is the better way okay. to it, that I... <laughs> Did you see Mother? No, but I know what happens. <laughs> oh my God. Mother, I remember sitting in the theaters and I should have looked up what it was about before because there's it's a big... Um, metaphor i guess Mm -hmm. um and it's really interesting once you know what the heck it's about but just watching it you're like what the hell is going on and i remember leaving the theater and every person walking outside the theater was like what did we just watch no one knew what the heck was going on i know how it ends and i know i would not want to watch it and i think too i I read some articles after that like it there's a point to it (laughs) yeah they're trying to show something but but I, yeah, I feel like it wasn't. Yeah, if you are gonna watch it, I recommend looking up what it's about before, because I think you'll get more out of it. Otherwise, you're gonna finish it and be like, "What the hell was that?" And not in a good way. Like it's just chaos. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes it's a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the disaster artist. I would. I don't know if that's I obscure. Seen that. But that one, I think, has like a cult following now. Is that a Franco? Or, or, it's it's Franco? the Franco brothers. Oh, both of them. And it follows um, this. It's a true story of this guy who had all this money. For some reason, we still don't know where his money came from, but he wanted to be like a Hollywood actor. And he befriends Dave Franco's character. James Franco plays this this uh, this artist, this rich artist. And pretty much he wants to fund this film and have uh, Dave Franco be in it. And then, you know, bring a cast. He hires a whole crew. And then it's just the making of this movie. And the real movie exists. Um, I think it'd be important to know what it's called. But they it's just this, it's, it's funny. It's like crazy to think this actually happened. And then it probably would be fun to watch The Disaster Artist and then go and watch the actual movie. But the actual movie, I believe, has this big following now because of how bad it is. Because it literally, this man couldn't act. And I think he had the final cut and everything. And all the cast and crew tried to like tried to make it a good movie and it just wasn't i think it it premiered at some festival and everyone like walked out or was silent or something but it really happened so it's like crazy so funny this one's a throwback i don't know why i thought i think just because you said it was a bad movie um do you remember rubber oh my god (laughs) rubber well after rubber we got to talk about the werewolf fdr movie wait what we watched rubber um which is a movie about a killer tire a car tire it's not terrible it's just like one of those things where you watch and you're like who the fuck made this because also what happens is like spoiler alert first five minutes of the film there's literally a man bringing around a group of tourists to like show them this tire that lives in the desert and you see the tire stand up for the first time roll around he's getting his bearings 
he <laughs> realizes he can kill like a bug first and then he moves on to something bigger he does like a rabbit or something how do you remember this that well this film is engraved in my memory <laughs> <laughs> but they but the movie itself with the whole like tour guide was like it was like lauded for their like breaking the fourth wall yeah but the premise it's like it's a it's a tire and it's just going around killing people yeah it's so absurd i don't remember how it ends i really don't remember how it ends i don't i think don't the tour people like eat each other or something there's no probably food. i don't even know it was weird might need to pop that on so <laughs> remember what happens but there was another movie that along the same lines actually there was another another movie with the like the turkey the, like turkey breasts, that was also killing people. We watched that movie too. I, remember. I don't remember that one. It was like walking on its like, but it was like a cooked turkey. Okay, I can kind of envision <laughs> you it. Picture the cooked turkey yeah. walking on its legs, and that was killing people too. Was it the same movie? I don't know. Um, but then also there's <laughs> that a- was so defeated. I don't know. <laughs> there's also. A movie, apparently. Now I'm remembering all these obscure movies that we've watched in life. Um, where FDR, he didn't really have polio. He was a werewolf. Okay, I definitely did not see that. <laughs> I thought that was the same night as the Maybe I night. slept through that. Or maybe I was traumatized. I FDR, don't know. American Badass. Um, uh, that's a film. It's a real film. It's on Pluto. Watch it for free. <laughs> it's a real film. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the killer turkey breast. Thanksgiving. Oh, I remember watching that. Okay, I did not watch Thanksgiving, that, but that does sound, the title sounds really oh familiar. Oh, God, this is horrifying. I don't recommend it. I'm sorry. The budget was $3,500. <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> but we did watch Thanksgiving at some point. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I'd say, yeah, Rubber. That Rubber you should watch, honestly, just because of the, the premise is just crazy. Speaking of crazy, crazy, crazy premises, I just watched Sorry to Bother You, as I told you, and that one, I tried to explain it to my dad the other day, and I truly could not explain it. It's like, first of all, watching a dream. Like, I don't know if you guys have crazy dreams. I have whack-ass dreams. I try to explain it to people, and I'm like, this isn't doing it justice, and that's me trying to explain this movie because it's filmed like a dream. I can't even explain it basically the main guy is he was the ex-boyfriend and someone great or is that what it's called oh and he's also in get out but he's like minor yeah yeah i know the actor yeah Yeah, yeah. so he's the main guy and he gets a job at this telemarketing place and basically if you do really well there you can become a power caller and you get to take this golden elevator up to the next floor and sell who knows what And so everyone else at the telemarketing level is really bad at their jobs and they're not making enough money so they want to go on strike. But the guy next to the main character, he's like, hey, in order to do well, you have to use your white voice. And first of all, it's, I don't know his real name, but his name is Tobias in Arrested Development. It's that voice, that man's voice. And it's just absurd. It's absolutely outrageous. (laughs) And so he starts doing really well and... He's about to become a power caller, but all of his friends are like, no, we're going on strike. So it becomes kind of this like ethical issue. Um, and I won't give anything else away, but that told you probably 1% of the movie because there's so much chaos. I can't even explain it. 
Okay, that's crazy because just hearing that, I feel like I know what's going to happen. No. But, oh, no, you so, don't. <laughs> that makes that, that – I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was – I remember finishing it and I was like, I need to talk to someone. Like, I just got to let it out. We'll watch it and then we can talk. Yes. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Um, Stardust, that movie. I tried to explain this movie to people recently. No one remembers it. I saw it in theaters with my cousins. It came out in 2007. I have it pulled up right now. Um, it's just kind of this fantasy movie about this woman is a star and all these people are hunting after the star because of her powers. And then we have the hero, you know, trying to save her. And it's like a crazy cast. Michelle Pfeiffer's the like witch in it. Hmm. Robert De Niro's in it. Um, I think he's a pirate. But really, it's like just a, it's a good, just fantasy movie. I mean, guy gets the girl, I think, probably, maybe. <laughs> but like, it, I, it's, it's good. It's good cast. And I feel like I've heard of that before. Yeah, it was, I tried to, um, I bought it on iTunes and I tried to download it onto a DVD so I could watch it on the DVD player and um, Apple had other plans um, <laughs> to not let me pirate the film. They were like, who are you trying to sell this to? <laughs> I know, to myself. Um, I have a couple of foreign films. Ooh, let's, let's hear it. So the first one, I watched this maybe sophomore year of high school. It's called He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. It's in French. And I saw it on Netflix. I, I doubt it's on there anymore, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I honestly cannot tell you too much without giving away an insane plot twist in the middle of the movie it's not you don't even have to wait till the end for the plot twist um but so it's about this girl who is in love with this guy and he's married but she keeps telling her friend like oh he's gonna leave his wife for me um like I'm just waiting whatever and it's from basically the first half of the movie is from her perspective and then the second half is from his perspective and nice question does it like restart like, you know what I mean from his perspective? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wow. I just remember watching it and being blown away. And it's really good. French movies are always good. That just gives me the 500 Days of Summer vibe where it's like what I wish, what I want to happen and how it actually happened. Right. Like that's oh. what, already what I'm picturing. That's so cool. I highly recommend this one. I really, I only saw it I think I've seen it twice, and these were both probably 10 years ago now, and I still think about it frequently. So I should rewatch it, too. Um, the other one is called Never Look Away. I saw this at Toronto Film Festival. I went to it by myself. It's over three hours long, which sounds really long, but the, it's so good, you don't even realize how long it is. And they had a standing ovation for the entire credits. Like, while the credits are rolling, you know how long that goes sometimes? Standing ovation the whole time. I think I was the only one there who was American also. Everyone else was from Germany. But it is basically, it's kind of like two movies in one. It's these, this guy and this girl who go to college together. It's during the Berlin Wall era. And he is an artist. She's going to school for fashion. And they like fall in love. But her dad was a Nazi. But no one really knows because he helped out a general's wife give birth like kind of as um all the nazis were being captured um and so they're kind of like we'll let you go under the radar because you saved our kid's life basically um but so he's a nazi and he doesn't want his daughter to marry this guy because he's just not the aryan race or whatever 
So it's kind of about that. There's a lot of plot twists in this one as well. But there's a really cool part of it too where they go to the other side of Berlin and he can make like actual art because where they were before it was like really they tell you what you can make. So they go to this other place and like the art that people are making is so cool and you're just like this is prime artistes. Um, so it's really cool and there's a lot of plot twists. I think I cried a couple times. I definitely cried during the credits, just clapping and like, where am I right now? So I highly recommend that one. That, that, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I love, I love a little history, like movie. Yeah. not that it's true necessarily, but just like yeah. a little period piece sometimes. And it's very, the way it's filmed is very artistic. Like mm-hmm. the cinematography and everything is like, Wow. Ooh, someone did a lot of work putting this together. That's I know you gotta you gotta appreciate that. Again, I've said this on the other <laughs> podcast episode, but this isn't maybe an obscure movie, but the intro to Molly's Game <laughs> is the best intro to a film because it has nothing to do with the plot. It grabs your attention. I literally watched it, jaw dropped the entire time, paused it, rewind, watched it again. Just the the dialogue and the film. It just you it drew you in, and not that it was this big artistic moment. She that's when she's like skiing or something. Yeah, right? but it's insane. Yeah. It was so good. I watched. I was like, this is how you grab grab the viewer's attention. <laughs> I did just see in theaters, um, I'm forgetting what language it's in, but the worst person in the world, it was supposed to be, it was, uh, all the, all the previews were saying this is the best foreign film of the year. Um, did it win? Yeah, it, it wasn't up this year for oh, Oscars because okay. it came out too late. Um, I hope it wins next year. Um, and also I could be wrong with what I just said, so maybe it just didn't get nominated, but, <laughs> but I think it came out in like February, which cuts it a little close, I think. Yeah. It pretty much is like another just kind of movie where it's just life, not like anything crazy, crazy happens, but it just follows this woman and just how she is just living her life and probably not doing things the like quote unquote normal way, mm-hmm. um, like heartbreak and everything, but it was beautiful so well done cried sobbed um just movies about life really really yeah. get you have you seen happy anniversary no oh actually i have two yeah. they're both rom-coms okay so happy anniversary is only like an hour and 15 minutes it's on netflix it's like shorter than a and movie. <laughs> yeah and i think they were trying to make it like 500 days of summer because Uh-oh. both the main characters kind of look like joseph gordon levin zoe Deschanel, like a walmart version <laughs> and it's basically it's their third anniversary i think and she wakes up in the morning and she just like blurts out like i'm not happy and he's like, wait, what? And so it's kind of just how I don't it's very realistic, I feel like, because they kind of just show two people who have been together for three years. And you're like, we're getting to an age where we have to settle down. But are we sure or aren't we sure? I'm not happy where I am now. But is that because of the relationship or am I not happy in the relationship because everything else going on in my life? So I really like it just because it's realistic. And there's also, like, some funny scenes. Like, they rank when they have sex how good it is. And they're like, is this in the top three? <laughs> and so, like, they they do a flashback of their top one. I think it's oh, their that's top. that's funny. And basically, they reserved a hotel room at this one place. And they have 
him go to the hotel room before she does and then she goes and pretends she's a prostitute <laughs> and they like role play like getting a prostitute i was just like what is going on here Aww. but that brings me to my next one which is called the little death and in french um their word for or- orgasm converts to like the little death i guess so that's why it's called that and it's about it's like one of those movies where people's lives cross paths yeah and there's like six different stories i think and each one is about yeah (laughs) but each one is about a different fetish they're all australian i think but some of them are just so good there's this one couple where this guy is deaf and he calls um like an operator where if you're deaf you can call them and they'll translate for you if you want to call somebody and so she's hearing impaired i guess Um, and so she works there and she's like signing with him and he has her call like a phone sex place and she's like, no, 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 like I'm not doing that for you. <laughs> but they end up doing it and it's just like so funny and there's so many, it's just like a bunch of different couples with their different fetishes and it's just, it's like hilarious and also realistic at the same time because it's like I could see an actual couple yeah, doing, doing this. this. Uh, I love just movies in general. My favorite movie is Inglorious Bastards. That Mm. is my all-time... I still have not seen that. Yeah, that is my favorite movie. That has some really, really good, like, iconic scenes. Like, the intro to that film is also very, very good. But I just love that movie. I could watch it. I get my cravings for it. I need to watch it. That's very good. I recently watched Django for the first time really? in COVID. What'd you think? Um, I loved it. And of course I would. Mm-hmm. I guess like ranking them. Um, I don't think I've seen all of like his films. I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did like it, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, Across the Universe. Oh, I'd say I that's love, a little obscure. I love Across the Universe. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. That's a musical, all Beatles music. With just like, honestly, I rewatched that, I think in December. It's insane how well done that movie is. The music that they chose, the different songs, match the plot so well. The choreography is insane. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. A lot of the scenes like mesh into each other with the choreography. And I just remember watching it and being like, this had to take someone forever and it it came out so well. Yeah, they have, and they have a lot of, like, storylines, too, going on with the characters, so to then, like, tie it all together, but then also the songs, like, everyone, the songs are all in the right place. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's Beatles music, like. They're great covers. Yeah. The people are super talented. Mm-hmm. Good cast. Oh, that is a good one. Is it Jim Sturgis? Yes. Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood love her and it follows like kind of that timeline of the 70s yeah same era which is cool so you have like the war going on and obviously so many of their songs kind of tie into that as well i think bono's in it is he yeah is he he plays like the circus guy or something oh my god i'm pretty sure the um scene where he gets drafted Oh, that's, that's like so good. Crazy how they like, do I it. I want you. you yep. <laughs> I want you so bad. She's so heaven. Oh my god. It's it's so artistic. That's that's what it is. And honestly, is. like part of it is supposed to be like everyone's like high on something too, so that kind of plays into the like edit. Speaking of just generally good movies, you've seen The Prestige, correct? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Speaking I think that food. might be one of the greatest plot twists of all time. It's so subtle, and if you, it's one of those movies where it's better every time you watch it because mm-hmm. you catch so much foreshadowing. You're like, how did I not guess the ending? It's crazy. It's yeah, your head's spinning the whole time. It's pretty much these two magicians are just trying to one up each other, and you just like you can't even keep up with what they're doing to each other. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, is it Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson. Just literal icons. All-star. It is an all-star. Um, David Bowie. Oh, he's in it? Yep, he plays Tesla. That. Oh my god. You know a movie I've never seen that oh. I think is probably on the list of like movies you have to watch before you die? Like Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, I thought you were going to say Sixth Sense. Oh. Slumdog Millionaire is really good. I've never I seen it. I love that movie. I know the premise. I think I watched the beginning of it, but I never sat and watched it all. So I think you would love it. That's, I feel like I know kind of the idea because he's on the, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then his life, he knows all the, yeah. Yes. base. Okay. Oh, that movie is <laughs> like. Yeah, boy, the plot line. Pulls at your heartstrings. I feel like I would. And um, it just makes you feel so fortunate. It's like one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, wow, I am really ungrateful sometimes. Yeah. Wow. I need to watch that. Um, I, I know I there, have it. There's maybe. a song from it that I used to have on my iPod. Is it? Hi, Jai Ho. Jai Ho, yes. <laughs> but it also has airplanes. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is that what it's called? The I think like... so. Wait, paper airplanes? Never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper airplanes. The one that's like, I fly like paper, get high like planes. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that one. came out. That's like, like when it got big. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. I got. I pictured that movie being so much older than it is then. And when uh, I. Oh, that s- was a while ago. That that song is old. I get da 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 that song? Yep. All I want to do is How old is that? 90s? No, not 90s. say old. I'm thinking we're old. Okay, yeah. I guess it's not old, but... Okay, like 2005. Oh, it's called Paper Planes, right? I called it Airplanes. Oh, well, because when you said airplanes, I was like, can we put in the airplanes in the, in the night sky? sky? Like, shoot it. Yeah, no, not that one. Um, hilarious, though. 2007. That's like fourth grade. Oh, my God. Maybe earlier. <laughs> I just remembered a movie that my ex-boyfriend showed me. Okay. The Game. Oh, that. wait. We used to watch it at Did we Skies. watch it together? The, okay, wait. The game is in my top three. It's the prestige, the game. I don't know what else because nothing compares. The game. That is the great apl- is greatest crazy. plot twist crazy. of all time. Crazy. You, Michael you, Douglas, Sean Penn. He, like, his life, he's just living this, like, normal nine to five, boring life, just an office job. And then he finds out there's this thing you can do where you pay these people to give you, like, a game to play, but it's, like, a real life thing. Yeah. Um, you probably can do say more to it. His brother gives it to him yeah. for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And so then pretty much, I guess, the twist is, like, as stuff starts happening, you start to not realize, like, what's real and what isn't and what's part of the game and what isn't. Yeah. Crazy, crazy movie. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys leave this podcast with anything, it's to watch the game. Yeah, I feel like of all the movies we've discussed, this one blew my mind. Mm-hmm. 
yeah I'm, I'm literally visualizing like the ending of it and i just literally couldn't speak <laughs> yeah the f- i will say the first like 30 minutes are pretty slow but if you can get through that it's really good and you have to pay attention because the movie will not hit you the same ever again after the first time you mm-hmm. watch it once you know you know yeah um <laughs> legends of the fall <gasps> When you say to yourself, what movie made me cry the hardest? That is my movie. Because there is a scene. And oh my God, I'm ne- I was heaving, heaving. I remember I was like, I don't know what to do right now. I was I, sitting next to you. <laughs> I could not stop crying. And there's just this, it's these brothers and they're in the like civil war or the revolutionary war or something. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the Civil War. And then there's a whole, and honestly, the part I cried at is kind of like more in the beginning. It's not even like, like the movie itself is like this horribly sad film, but just they're, they're fighting and just the one brother and it's all famous people. It's like Brad Pitt. Also, I don't, I think it doesn't have very good ratings. Yeah. I don't think it's a good movie because the kind of the plot isn't amazing. I think there's kind of this woman that then gets like passed around through the brothers like uh they're all in love with her yeah and um that movie made me cry so freaking hard and when i think about the scene it's so sad tristan i (laughs) i'm gonna cry just thinking about it Oh, my um, God. Oh, wow. Ready for this cast? I guess it's not that great. Um, the first two, we have Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, and those are the only, like, really, really famous people. <laughs> oh, wow. I could have sworn the other brothers were also, like, Brad Pitt-level famous, but I guess they're not. If you Brad Pitt is good. Yeah. Um, I just watched 12 Years a Slave, because I just watched that and he was in it. No, it's one where it was fucking wacky as hell. Brad Pitt plays someone in, like, a mental institute. It kind of gave me One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest vibes, but it's not. Twelve Monkeys, that's what it was called. Oh, he was also in Burn After Reading. That's a pretty good one. The other movie I recently saw was Vivarium. Have you seen that? No. I don't recommend. Okay. It was on Netflix. It's this couple who goes into, they're, like, looking for a house so they went to this place to look at the little teeny little model homes. And the guy who works there is like kind of creepy and robotish. And he's like, do you guys want to come see the model home in person, like in the neighborhood? And the husband's like, uh, yeah, no, I get like creepy vibes. But the wife's like, yeah, whatever. We'll just go check it out. So they go to the house and every single house looks exactly the same. There's no cars or anything. It looks sketchy as hell because it looks like fake it looks like a bunch of fake houses and so they go into this house they check it out they go out in the backyard look around they're like okay cool and they're like all right we get kind of a weird vibe let's go and leave they go to leave and they can't find the guy who was like giving them the tour so they're like what the hell and they're like okay i guess we'll just leave they get in their car and they try to go home and they can't figure out how to get out of the neighborhood And then it turns out they've just been going in circles this whole time and they get stuck at the house. They end up having to just live there for like ever. And then one day they get delivered a baby in a box and they have to raise the baby. And the baby is the most obnoxious child in the world. 
And I can't even explain the rest of this movie. I'm going to give it away because this movie was trash. Spoiler alert. You could, you guys could watch it if you just want to be like, what the hell is going on? I recommend maybe doing some drugs before. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so they don't get out. First of all, the kid, just the ends. kid they raise talks in like an adult voice and it's, it's creepy. Ugh. The, I will say the acting is pretty good. Yeah, um, for like what it is. There's only four people in the whole cast. The boyfriend is, wait for it, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the girlfriend is Imogen Poots. I don't know who that is. But what happens is the boyfriend dies and then the girl kind of, oh, she like crawls under the grass somehow. This is another weird fever dream movie. Crawls under the grass and then ends up in like another house that's the same, but it's a different couple going through the same thing. And then she keeps like dropping into different houses like that. And then she dies gets eaten by the house kind of and then the kid grows up and he becomes the new guy in the like in the the place where he tours people so it's like they keep raising the guy and it's always basically the same guy but vivarium means it's all it's all an analogy for something Ooh, can I can I read something that I just found? Yeah, is it about Vivarian? The opening scene depicts the parasitic life cycle of cuckoos. Yes. And then that's like the whole analogy kind of. What is the parasitic lifestyle of cuckoos? Do they eat each other and then No, it's something about basically they will leave their young and then another bird will like raise the baby so that they don't have to. They purposefully, like, make other birds raise their kids because I don't know why. I don't really know what the meaning of that is. I Um, mean, cool concept. It was was very artistic, but it was just, like, after the movie, like, I kind of just wasted an hour and a half. (laughs) Wow, yeah. I mean, it has a 72 rating, which isn't bad. Hmm. maybe watch it i mean you might like it <laughs> you might be probably all depends on where your brain's at at the moment i also feel like i mean for me personally movies like that i like to read about and understand more because the concepts are always cool but that doesn't mean the movie necessarily like did a yeah. good job showing it it is one of those movies too where it's like it was interesting to watch it wasn't a great movie but the whole time you're kind of like what is happening here mm-hmm I watch a lot of those. Um, last thing I'll say, not an obscure movie, most not obscure movie, but the first Hunger Games, I personally think, is so well done as a movie, and like the the next three are great, and I think all those like book series films are great because we love them. Mm-hmm. But the first Hunger Games, when I watch it, the cinematography, crazy. it gives you chills. Yeah. It's like her breathe, like her acting so great. They did it so well. And then yeah. the next ones tried to follow suit with that, but the I feel like it's the the filming of it. They did such a cool like indie job with it. Yeah, I feel like you kind of feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. They That's just, why it's so emotional. Yeah, and the cuts and the talk, like they did a, it's so good. The other ones are good, but the, like that, yeah. I could watch the first one and be like, this is a good movie. That's, That's a good call out. Yeah. Wow. That's a really I good love movie. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> i just remember watching it and i was obsessed with katniss afterwards mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure i got a bow and arrow after that i think we all did 
<laughs> that's when we took archery in high school and i was like yep. fuck yeah i'm cat the cyberdeen i think we all desperately wanted to be that i was watching as you know i went to the rochester philharmonic orchestra performing harry potter and the goblet of fire Bravo. and as we were watching the goblet of fire i thought about hunger games because they're kind of similar mm-hmm. they're Same like kind of fight to the death almost yeah um yeah. And I was just like, I can't imagine myself ever in that situation. I would shit my pants. Well, literally. especially Goblet of Fire, fully like fight to the death. Like, yeah, you gotta. You gotta yeah, no. I mean, I desperately wish I was at Hogwarts um, forever. I wish I was Daenerys Targaryen. Um, I wish I was Katniss. I would just <laughs> live for the fantasy worlds that we've created. Well, I'd like to think in another life I'd be some super agent secret spy thing. Um, like, like a black ops kind of guy, but <laughs> not in this life. <laughs> not in this life. We can dream. That's what movies are for. Before we close out, if you had to tell these people one movie that they should watch what would you say i mean my like my favorite movie if you haven't watched *Inglorious bastards it's a sick movie but obscure movie i think grab your friends maybe smoke a little something or drink a little something and watch rubber <laughs> oh my god yeah i love that good all right we were gonna leave but we have more to discuss we realized nymphomaniac oh nymphomaniac yeah i wanted to bring that one up um literally the scar skarsgård is in it i think like it's bill skarsgård or someone is in it is one of, he? yeah one of those brothers maybe it's not bill but skarsgård is in it and it's this girl and she it shows her she becomes a nymphomaniac which is like your sex crazed i believe or yeah. something and um it starts out her and her friend go on a train and pretty much say like whoever can go the farthest with someone on the train wins wins the chocolate or something or the money like they I forgot about this movie and that's kind of what starts her addiction to sex and um she meets Shia LaBeouf at one point he I think is the first person she has sex with but then it just follows her whole life Shia LaBeouf yeah oh my gosh there's rumors of whether or not the people in the film are having sex or not. There's literally people don't know what is true or not. I remember trying to read about it if it was. I, I think there's, there's a, you know, like both both sides are saying yes or no to it. But it, it's really good because even I, like, so the Skarsgård, whichever one it is, is playing her, like, therapist or, or some guy that she's, like, helping. And, um, you know, it's just the thing. She's, like, telling him her whole life story. And, of course... He tries to take advantage of it at some point, too. So it just shows, like, how sad a little bit it is, too. And I believe there's two different movies. Like, it's like, I think there's a part two. Yeah. So I think it really just supposed to show There might be three. Yeah, honestly, because um, it takes you through it all. And it's just really good to just, I mean, women and sex and everything. Um, I mean, it's total, like, you're watching, like, soft porn. I almost want to say hard porn. I'm forgetting exactly <laughs> what it is. But the premise is just very interesting. We probably shouldn't have been watching it in high school, though. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> I probably would appreciate it more now, but... Okay, and we also watched... I thought it was called X-something. It was almost like an American Pie type of movie. There's a scene where the girl is masturbating with her like flip phone and she's using the vibrating setting to like do it. And right as she's doing it, her dad like calls her down to dinner 
and she like slips and it falls like sucks itself into her uterus <laughs> vagina and she's down at the dinner table and there's literally a scene and I still don't get this part but it, someone's like calling her so it's vibrating and you hear it and the dad literally looks at her and goes is your vagina vibrating? Like, instead of just being like, oh, is something vibrating? Like, he fully says that. But it's just one of those movies, yeah, like, where it bounces around a different little bits and, like, scenes happening. Yeah. Um, I'm literally trying to look it up, but all I have is vagina vibrating, and we are not getting the films that <laughs> we are talking yeah, I, about. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I just went into... Will it come up? Oh, I think Alana's here. Shit. No. All right, you've heard it here, folks. Grab your friends. Do some drugs. Watch rubber. Deuces.